0: hi one of the good news podcast with bryson from topiary creatures we're gonna ask him some questions today about their new album tangible problems i'm gonna start so congrats on that release by the way uh how do you feel about the response to it so far
1: uh the response has been excellent uh i'm generally of the mindset to where once i make it just like for myself and it's on my own ipod or like in the group text for the homies to listen to like anything after that is a bonus um so the fact that, like, people are DMing me and being like, yo, this lyric, like, helped me, like, through some shit, or, like, the fact that it's, like, getting on playlists and stuff has been, like, it all feels like just some some huge bonus. So, uh, yeah, definitely been stoked and humbled.
2: Yeah. Right. Wait, so have you been getting on more, like, gamer playlists?
1: Uh, Not any more that I know of. Sometimes oh. I'll see one pop up a little bit. Um, there's a bunch of just random editorial ones that we get in on on Spotify that confuse me, like, we got it on a on a military like workout motivation
0: playlist.
1: What? So, man, the theme of of Topiary Creatures getting on weird playlists is just that's going to be a thing now. It's the it's brand. Crazy. Your
0: exactly. brand is just weird
1: playlists. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: you love to see it. All right. Uh, so, <laughs> what was your writing process like for this record?
1: Oh man, uh, my writing process I think is probably a little different than most people's because I I have like very rigid rules that I hold myself to um like I think the biggest one is that I have to write uh instrumentals and poems separately Mm. um so I'm always like writing poems on the side about things that I'm thinking about and then writing instrumentals and then kind of just play matchmaker somewhere in the middle because I found that if I play like a riff or a chord progression I like sometimes if I like it enough sometimes I'll subconsciously be okay with just like a really average lyric on it and vice versa. So making sure that the two can like stand alone on their own has been uh, a good exercise for me. So yeah, it's been doing a lot of that. And then just like taking a lot of time to like rewrite songs a million times. I actually like, I'll show you right now, like there's these pieces of tape up here. Mm-hmm. Whenever I'm working on a new album, I just literally move them around all the time of like what's what's working, what's not, like writing notes to myself. So. A lot of revising and just being a hermit and not coming out of my room for a few days until I'm stoked on something.
2: That's fair, cool. Mm -hmm.
0: Um, So can you tell me about your headspace while creating this album?
1: Hmm well the the record is written over I think like a year and a half maybe two years so it was a bunch of different stuff but uh, I think the line in the record that summarizes my headspace the best, um, is from a song called greener that says, uh, I may never understand what's always wrong. What's always off. Um, so as soon as I wrote that song, I was like, Oh damn, like that's the idea is like writing songs of stories of people, whether it's myself or other people, like craving a manifestation of their problems or the anxiety so they can fix it. So I feel like I was trapped in that headspace for a long time. So as fine as, as soon as I had that, um, that kind of handle of like tangible problems, like that's the quippy line that you like write around. It became a lot easier to like formulate the album. So
2: Okay. All right. So what made you choose the name tangible problems? And is there any meaning behind the cover art?
1: Yes. Uh oh man, the cover art was quite an ordeal to shoot. So when I was I we actually did so many versions of the cover art. I even had like a friend fly out from texas to san francisco to like do this film photo shoot for everything and i felt like a jerk because in the end i was like oh i just had this other idea that i like more and (laughs) we had so many different versions but what i wanted to do for the cover art i knew i wanted to have like something that was very clearly um a photo shoot something that was staged that was adorning the subject matter but the subject matter being negative to kind of capture Mm -hmm. the irony and wishing for like tangible problems um So what we ended up going with was I bought just literal little tangible wooden figurines that represented bad things. So like weapons and like uh, dangerous animals and all this stuff. And uh, I also just like really like wood stuff. As you can see, it's like all over my room too. So uh, that kind of fit in with my personal vibe. Uh, So yeah, once we put all those little quote tangible problems together on a black backdrop, I was just like, honestly, that's so much more simple. We just have to use that. And then we had, uh we ended up having 11 of the little figurines, and there's 11 songs in the record. And I have, like, really st- strong uh, color associations with all the songs. So we shot each of the figures on different color backdrops, so, like, all the songs kind of have their own album cover. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to use it as, like, the Spotify canvas things, you know, like, the full screen uh, mm-hmm. videos that they have on those. But I think Spotify, like, I don't know, it's kind of hard to get it on there, but Bandcamp let me upload it like that, so... Props cool. to Bandcamp.
2: Thanks, Bandcamp. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Bandcamp's that's so cool. cool. Except yeah. when they
0: shaft us out of the five dollars that someone paid <laughs> for the EP we just dropped.
1: <laughs> Wait, no way! What's that?
0: Yeah, we uh, we dropped an EP, and then like they they took the five dollars because we had a CD that we were selling, mm-hmm. so they mm-hmm. didn't get the revenue share from that, so they kept like a balance mm-hmm. and just took from the EP sale. I'm like, you got to be kidding me.
1: So. Yeah. Mm, that's strange. I feel like Bandcamp is. Is that because you guys were like a, a podcast on there or
2: i don't i don't think so it's oh, just happened. like this is our revenue share and it was zero and i was like I love, <laughs> what happened to the five dollars <laughs> you know,
1: yeah, yeah that's strange as heck usually i feel like usually or at least save a reputation for being like good to their bands and like mm-hmm. i mean i for one i get paid way more mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And as opposed to like Spotify or Apple Music or any of those.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe mm. maybe they just hate podcasts. Yeah, maybe yeah. they heard through Grapevine. Maybe,
1: maybe they know you. It's a personal vendetta of some sort uh, that we don't know about. <laughs> uh,
2: That'd be horrifying. Yeah.
1: Sh- Shane's making enemies somewhere that that you're not aware of. I, I'm I'm all
2: over Shane. the place. All over the every,
1: place. Every
2: second every second of the day. Everyone.
0: Um. So did you touch on the name at all? Like what that means?
2: Did we lose him? Do we leave
1: Bry- I think we lost Bryce. Uh, I can oh. hear you. I can hear you. Are we, are we back? We're back. Okay. I think we're okay. back.
2: Okay.
0: Okay. Um, so did you hear my question?
1: Sorry, no? I did not. <laughs> okay.
0: So did you touch on the uh, album name at all?
1: The album name, Tangible Problems. Uh, yeah, I feel like I kind of uh, indirectly touched on it. There's a line in uh, the outro song in the record that says I'd kill for tangible problems because then I'd learn how to solve them. Um, And I feel like that in context with the rest of the lyrics is probably as straight of a definition as I could give. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um,
0: So what band or artist influences do you think you can hear the most on this new record?
1: Oh, good question. Um, So I would hope anyone that listens to our record can clearly hear that it's a huge hodgepodge of things. Um, I think the main ones that I took inspiration from that I would hope people would hear as kind of the bedrock is like the hotelier the world is the brave little abacus, uh, the, cause those were kind of like my three favorite bands at the time of writing this. Um, but like the things that people say, it sounds like always confuse me. Like I got Coheed and Cambria this week, which I was like, wouldn't have put that on there, but I fuck with it. Um, but yeah, I think for as far as like my influences, what and what I'm trying to do, I, I definitely cherry pick little things I'm trying to include. Like, so we have this baseline of like indie rock emo stuff, and then like there's this uh, Swedish composer named Wintergatan who I'm obsessed with. who writes this really like chirpy, whimsical, like soundtracky music, and I feel like I rip off him a lot. Like that's that's like part of why our record has so many like glockenspiels and synth bells, mm-hmm. and then. Uh, I also take a lot of cues from like Japanese rock bands which I don't I don't think a lot of people would like necessarily pick up on that but the way that bands like uh Veltpunch and Uchu Konbini and Kanaboon like the way the way those Japanese bands like write their vocal melodies is so like it's so calculated and all over the place and it's just like I think something about those bands seems like less allergic to like seem being cheesy maybe so it frees them up to try like crazier arrangements and melodies and um that's something that i've been super inspired by and and think about a lot so All right. okay. so that's that's probably a super long-winded answer but uh yeah those are and then i think you hear like little bits of uh the heavier music that i listen to probably seeps in there some like <laughs> i remember when we were recording the screams for the record uh chris teddy my producer was like you're not a screamo band, but you're definitely screamo curious, <laughs> and I think that's correct. That's, like sometimes you'll be like, "He maybe listens to William Bonnie or something." Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: when, you, when you ripped out the screams, I was like, "What the fuck am I listening to now?" Because <laughs> mm-hmm. it's funny that you say it's a hodgepodge, because like each song changes. Yeah. So yeah. I like that.
1: As well. I'm I'm glad that 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 comes across because that was definitely something I was trying to do. Like the Brave Little Abacus does it a lot. Like Jeff Rosenstock does it a lot. Um, I've always been. I've always just been much more entertained by that. Like so I know it's like cool to have songs that are like, oh dude, we're just like vibing on the same rhythm. Like especially with the more trendy like emo stuff like um I don't know, like turnover and gleamer and that kind of stuff. Like that's cool and I vibe with that, but stuff that like keeps me up at night inspired is is more like what you were saying. Like it just it turns on a dime and can be like a million different things in one song.
2: Yeah. 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 Sick. Okay. So this is a new question we have. So walk Ooh. with me, haha. <laughs> Imagine that like, there's a person listening to this and they're like, okay, I wanna check out this album but I don't know what to expect. I want you to describe your album in three words.
1: Oh man, okay. Um, thrashy, sparkly, and intricate.
2: Mhm.
1: Maybe. I okay. hope so. That's at least what I was trying to do. Okay. All
2: right. All right.
1: Mm-hmm. I like that.
2: That's that's cool. All right. Yeah.
0: Um. So, is there a certain feeling you want your listeners to have while listening to the record?
1: Um, it's another good question. I feel like any if it's a really good song, it's gonna or a good record, it's gonna give you a million different emotions in one. So I think, uh, like some of my favorite songs I listen to, and I'm like. I connect with the lyric, and then I'm really sad for a second because I, it like touches something in me that I realize. And then, but also I'm like, you get really stoked to like realize the person singing that is feeling the same thing as you. And it just, I think the the best records uh, have a roller coaster of emotions. But I think the ultimate takeaway from all those emotions is the feeling of like connectedness. Um, and I've and I so whenever someone messages me is like yo, this lyric, that's, like, that's, like, a really specific weird thing to say, but I'm really glad you said that because, like, I relate with it so much and and I, that, that kind of stuff makes me the happiest because when I'm writing these songs, I'm, like, this is a weird thing for me to think. I don't know if anybody else in the world, like, relates to this. So I think using music as kind of a connection for people like that, like, hey, you're not alone, um, just kind of with your thoughts or your struggles is kind of, the, uh, the goal for me no matter what what emotion is the vehicle to that feeling I think that feeling is the goal
2: okay Sick. Mm-hmm. Uh so how did you choose the opener and closer for this album did you write them to be that way or did they just kind of shuffle and fall into those positions
1: um that's a very good question the opener and closer songs were probably the two songs that took me the longest to write um wow. the the opening song was actually kind of like Cause when I'm writing songs that I like have on my notes app on my phone, I'm always just like throughout the day, like, Oh, here's a one liner. I'll think about it later, come back to it. And eventually I did so many of those over the span of this one year in my life that I was kind of in the dumps and I went back and read them all. And I was like, Holy shit, this is like, actually writes a pretty cohesive story. So that's what became disposable year, the intro song on the record. Um, so the, I feel like that song is pretty special to me because it feels like very cumulative, um, representative of my seasonal life. And then the Closer song was much more pinpointed. Like, I need to write a Closer song. <laughs> like, this album needs to say, I'd kill for tangible problems. Um, so that, yeah, that song got rewritten the most. And I was still rewriting it, uh, like, when I went to the studio, too. I think I would sent Chris, like, so many different versions of that because i'm like oh no i got this new like second bridge that's way faster and then i would change my mind so uh yeah those two songs are definitely like because i felt like they had to do the record justice uh lyrically and thematically and stuff so definitely they definitely were both written as intro and uh closer songs
2: okay wow that's cool
0: um so if and when live shows come back uh if... What what are what are three songs that you're looking forward to playing live off of this record?
1: Um, that's a good question too. So we when we had played shows before the apocalypse hit, we uh <laughs> we've played we'd done a lot of these and depends on the day you ask me is is always a favorite just cause that mathy like guitars passing back and forth in the bridge is so fun and the screaming part. Um and then one song that we net the one song we never played live was the outro track. Uh, no, really, it's great. I have this reaction to everything. So, I was I was texting with my drummer the other day, like, man, that was the that's the one that we still really need to do. So, uh, that one, and then I think Osaka is another one that's really fun to play live because we 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 never played that one at a show, but we had practiced it and finally gotten it all together and ready. So, that was kind of like the rug got pulled out from under us from playing Osaka live. Also.
2: Okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, so we know you literally just dropped tangible problems, but are there any other projects on the horizon? <laughs>
1: uh yes. I'm like the I'm I'm way too creatively antsy especially with all this forced time inside. Um yeah, I've been I've been writing a ton. Um been I'm kind of in that stage now to where you just I remember Jack Antonoff had a really good I don't know if you know who he is he's like Bleachers, Steel Train, this like indie rock producer guy, he had this really good way of thinking of when you're writing an album, like before you conceptualize the album, you're just writing songs. You're just throwing them at a wall, literally like with my wall here, with the tape, it's just like, here's a ton of songs. And once you like have kind of exhausted that muscle, uh, you are, you can step back and you're like, Oh, there's sort of a shape of an album in there. And then you start to write to fill holes and then you have, uh, the record there. So I'm kind of in that stage now. of just like writing a ton of stuff. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm like really stoked and definitely in the inspired mode again to start working on some stuff, all right. but production always takes so long. Like this, this record tangible problems was uh, finished. Like all the writing was finished a year ago this time. And then we recorded it and produced it and it just, you know, yeah, shit takes that long, but uh, yeah. sadly, but I'm, but to answer your question more shortly, yes. Uh, working on a bunch of other stuff.
2: That's Sick. Insane. All, all right, right. Yeah.
1: I'll um, be posting cryptic little teasers on, on Instagram and stuff.
2: Oh, all all right. right. I'll keep my so, eye out.
0: Yeah. Uh, so that is all the questions we have today. Uh, is there anything you'd like to plug?
1: Anything I'd like to plug? Uh, we have a vinyl that we just ordered um, of the record that's like this really cool splatter stuff. So DM me if you want a vinyl. I don't have like a fulfillment store. <laughs> I just have this massive list of on my phone of like this person, this address. Uh, so yeah, stream the record, get a vinyl, uh, check in on your friends during quarantine. That's always a good thing. And call everyone and call your mom. Can I plug calling your mom? That's yeah. a good mm-hmm. thing to do too, yeah. All right. <laughs> Well, uh,
0: thank you for sitting out. This has been uh, Bryson from Topiary Creatures, and uh, we're the Good Noise Podcast.